0: This episode is sponsored by Toner Microphones, your sound master. Toner provides the best audio solution for podcasters, content creators, and people who work from home.
1: Today on Growth Mindset University.
2: And he spent $7,500 on our our platform. And two and a half years later, he sold that for $550,000.
1: You're listening to Growth Mindset University, educating tomorrow's leaders with lessons from today's entrepreneurial elite. It's a progressive new age of business we find ourselves in and we'll help you find the success you seek by listening to today's industry professionals and thought leaders teach us the lessons we should have learned in school but didn't. Now, please welcome your host, Jordan Paris.
0: My guest today in episode 198 of Growth Mindset University is Blake Hutchison. Blake is the CEO of a company called Flippa. You can check it out at Flippa.com. Flippa is the biggest marketplace to buy and sell websites, stores, digital properties, so pretty much online businesses. And in fact, I bought a business from Flippa a couple of months ago. Blake and his team at Flippa empower individuals and companies to take control and thrive in this new small business economy. And today we discuss how to supplement your income online with these digital assets using Flippa.com. I'm telling you, Flippa is, as you'll hear in this episode, a really great opportunity to unroot yourself from whatever location you are tied to. See, a lot of us are tied to locations with our jobs. But if you're making money online, then you're not tied to any location. You can live anywhere at any time, kind of like I can. It's a really great freedom to have. And you'll learn how you can build that income for yourself in this episode. You can connect with Blake on LinkedIn. Blake Hutchison, not Hutchinson, Hutchison. Blake Hutchison on LinkedIn. He's very accessible there. He will respond to your message there. And again, you can check out Flippa at Flippa.com. Highly recommend you do it. I got caught up scrolling Flippa for hours, uh, just looking at different businesses and the financials and all the analytics, and uh, it was pretty fun. It's like Cars.com or Auto Trader, but for businesses. The link to share this episode is going to be JordanParis.com slash EP198. You can send that link to your friends, JordanParis.com slash EP198. One, nine, eight. Also, the link to Flippa and Blake's LinkedIn profile will be at slash EP198. And now, without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Blake Hutchison. All right, I'm here with Blake Hutchison. He is the CEO of Flippa.com. You can find Blake on LinkedIn. He's there. That's where him and I connected and uh, made this podcast happen. Blake Hutchison uh, on LinkedIn. Again, Flippa.com. Why don't you start, Blake, by explaining to people what Flippa is? Yeah, thank you, Jordan. Thanks so much for being here. I've been a big fan of
2: uh, your um, a few of your podcast episodes, actually. Really, really um fantastic episodes and great message for everyone out there. So thanks again. Thank you. Flipper is a marketplace. It's peer-to-peer and it's a marketplace uh, to buy and sell sites, stores and digital real estate. So what does that mean? It means that somebody who owns a a blog and has been investing time and producing content for that blog um, that derives some revenue for that blog can now go on and sell it and that there's a uh, ready market of buyers out there looking for established blogs. It means that somebody who owns a e-commerce site um, that they've been running for some period of time, typically uh, longer than a year, again, um, they've built some level of traction with that, uh, with that hustle for want of a better description, and they're now selling that to somebody out there in the marketplace who is looking to take over something and, and use that something to supplement their income or replace their income.
0: Yeah. You know, this is, it's such an exciting thing. Like, you can become an internet entrepreneur like that. You know, you can buy these income-producing assets. And I I actually see on your shirt that you're wearing, your Flippa shirt, it says, Own Your Future. Uh, and, uh, you know, buying these income producing assets is a great way to own your future, take control of your future. And look, this is what got me excited about it. You know, I heard, uh, for, to give context, I know I told you, uh, at least a little bit of this, but for context to the people listening, I, uh, I, I reached out to you because I heard you on James Altucher's podcast. And I was listening to that podcast, Blake, and three minutes in, if that, I paused it and I went on Flippa on my computer, and at least two or three hours, I'm like uh, just looking at different businesses to buy on on there. I was hooked immediately, and uh, by the end of the night, I ended up you know I, I didn't drop uh, you know hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars I you know I, but I ended up dropping uh, about one thousand and eight dollars on a uh, on a business called SaveProof. It is a social proof notification tool. Like, you know, those software. Yeah. you go to the website and it says yeah. like, oh, you know, uh, Blake just purchased six minutes ago, stuff like that. And the, I was like, I saw that. It, number one, it was at like $100. The, granted, it had no no income. Uh, and yeah, for, the auction was set at like $100. And there were some bidders. Uh, actually, it was $135. And I... Um, I start, I bid 140 and then instantly 145. And so I, it was like, like literally instantly. So I was like, hmm, I think this person is on auto bid or some, so I don't even know if you can do that. Can you can, you can, okay. you can, you can set a uh, a proxy bid. So uh, then
2: you give of the instruction to bid up to your maximum value.
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, now I didn't know there was a maximum value, but, um, I saw that, and then I saw other people b- bidding, and then the same thing was kept happening. I was like, okay, if I'm going to uh, buy this, if I want this, I'm going to have to buy it now. Uh, and the price was 950. dollars I said 1,008, you know, because with the, with escrow fees and uh, and and the transaction whatever, um, and I was like, all right. You know, was that was that like in the hundreds? And I was like, uh, all right, I'm just gonna just gonna hit buy now. <laughs> yeah. And so I had this I had this cool tool by the end of the night, like really an exciting thing. Yeah, it's like a SaaS, I'm a SaaS founder all of a sudden, or not a founder, a SaaS CEO. Like I always wanted to do that. That's so good. It's a great story.
2: And look, we hear lots of stories like that, and it's funny because you can start out with such a small outlay, and that's the really important thing. But the great thing is that some of these. Side hustles, passions that people acquire through Flipper turn out to be big things. So we've got great stories. There's a there's a gentleman. Uh, his name's John Chan. He's based in New York, and he spent seven and a half thousand dollars on our on our platform, and two and a half years later, he sold that for five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now, is that because it appreciated overnight? Absolutely not. It's because he worked it. He worked the angles. He learned. Uh, the art of e-commerce. He learned um, social marketing. He learned search marketing. He started writing content about jewelry, which was the niche that the site operated in. But ultimately, he's um, walked away with a very, very handsome return for a very small initial outlay. And we're not trying to say, hey, everyone, let's get into mergers and acquisitions. That's a a very defined skill set. What we're saying is, it's hard to start something and it's sometimes better to buy something.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Like how how can you know, how can we differentiate, like how can someone differentiate like, oh, I should buy a business versus, you know, I should start one from scratch? I imagine it's like the answer is probably different for everyone.
2: Yeah. Well, I think part of it comes down to your skill set. So the important thing is people need to acknowledge how hard it is to acquire their first 1,000 customers, right? Anyone can get 10 people to use their site. Uh, It gets a bit harder when you move to 100 and then it gets a lot harder when you move to 1,000 or 10,000. And sometimes it's better to leverage the work that somebody else has done to get to that next stage. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's really the key message because, of course, it's super easy to start something today. Anyone can sign up on Shopify. They've got fantastic templates. They're an incredible organization, and you can start your journey to e-commerce. Similarly, um, you, know, you can come up with a, a newsletter. You can put a, um, a subscription payment service on it, and all of a sudden, you can start charging for a newsletter if you've got the appetite to produce great content. The problem is, it's not always just about creating a product. It's about creating awareness for the product. It's about creating use of that product, and then it's about doing that repetitively. And so sometimes, particularly if you don't have a strong marketing backbone, you can benefit from acquiring something with traction because you get to leverage the existing demand. You get to leverage the existing brand. When it comes down to content sites, often you get to leverage the organic demand, the organic keyword demand, and that's really critical because that means somebody else before you has spent years investing in content and the world has found out about that content without a huge amount of effort. And um, taking over something like that means what you focus on is the commercialization of the site versus building the site, and that's a really critical piece.
0: Yeah, like I saw I saw a really cool one that I considered buying even after I bought save proof it was called y2d2.com one of those YouTube video downloaders you know because you could pay for YouTube premium for the ability or whatever it's called for the ability to download it or you could go to one of these sites and there's there's only like a handful of them um, and this one the domain authority was like 19 and it was getting uh, like 80,000 unique visitors per month and uh, so it was like I was like, oh my god, I could totally buy this, and I can I can make this the number one like YouTube video downloader with like a, a couple of SEO tricks here. Like I could make it the most found one, the most popular one. I'm sure. And it was only like five thousand dollars. was bringing in maybe five hundred dollars per month. Uh, it might still be out there too. And um, yeah, like like just a really. Really cool thing to be able to leverage 80,000 unique visitors per month. And, of course, just a great feature on Flippa is like when you're looking at that data on the listing, it's verified by, uh, by Google or whatever, which, yeah, is, right. which is really, really a cool thing. Yeah, and we're working on some uh, cool other
2: integrations which help people yeah. verify data. But you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, we, that's verified through Google Analytics, but you've also got what's called uh, the SEM Rush module. So Semrush is used by five million marketers around the world, and we've dropped their module onto every listing, or at least the listing where it's relo- listings where it's mm-hmm. relevant. And so you can get an insight as to what the ke- which keywords are performing. One of the things I always encourage people to do when they're new to Flipper is is just spend. Um, you went and acted right away, so well done. <laughs> um, I, I encourage people to spend some time just uh, browsing because. There's some really cool ideas out there, and you want to fall in love with a concept because ultimately it is like starting a business. It's just the same. You do have to apply a huge amount of um, blood, sweat, and tears. It is very much about the hustle. And uh, so spend some time. Spend at least a week just browsing. And one of the things we always encourage people to do is think about the maximum amount they're willing to spend uh, think about the the niche that they want to operate in. So travel or health and wellness or cooking, uh, drop that into the flipper search engine and then hit the save search button. Because what that will mean is for the next week or for as long as you want it to, we'll send you relevant listings. And so that helps your browsing behavior.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's uh, this, just the whole thing. I I really uh, adore like it, a lot of businesses on there. I saved so many. Um, This is when I did not save Blake, but I I have it. I found it a like probably a week ago, and I actually just stumbled upon it before our interview again. It's it's a really interesting one. It is called SextingFinder dot com. <laughs> uh, it's getting it's getting five hundred twenty eight thousand and one hundred thirty eight page views per month, uh, and fifty five thousand nine hundred sixty nine unique visits per month. Like unbelievable. Uh, uh, net profit four hundred twenty six dollars per month, and it's selling for ten thousand dollars. Um, so a multiple of two x. But uh, I think the 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 big appeal here is like a lot of users on on this site. Um, I wouldn't buy this one, but i I think it's I think it's funny.
2: Yeah, and look. Let's face it, we're all a little bit different, right? And so the great thing about Flipper is this is a platform that represents the creators and makers of the world and their passion. <laughs> In this particular case, um, he's he's created what looks to be a a, a strong SEO optimized uh, yeah. dating web app which has lots of users uh, using it to find uh, what are they doing? I guess they're finding usernames of of Snapchat users. It's uh, exactly something what like it is, that. Yeah. Um, I must admit, I haven't spent too much time looking at this one. But the key <laughs> thing is um, how they're making money. So they're doing it through affiliate ads. And this is the great thing about the world we now live in, right? Because there's so many ways to monetize uh, the digital ecosystem. And uh, as long as you learn about those ways, you can find yourself owning Sexting Finder um, yeah. and making money from affiliate ads. Um, but, you know, ultimately, it just comes down to what you're interested in. That's the critical thing about life in general, right?
0: Yeah. Now I I I think that, you know, if I was if I was passionate about the, the cause of sexting, I would buy that. You know, but I <laughs> but I'm really not. You're you know, not I'm passionate not about it. that. No, I'm really not. You know, that, that wouldn't be fun for me to work on. Um, but like I think that's a good buy. Uh otherwise, you know, from a pure investment standpoint, like that could be a good one to take a chance on. Now, here's one. It's called GIVY. G-I-V-Y um it's an app that is selling for $60,000 000, $0 in annual revenue an annual net profit of negative $175 and they get 50 downloads per month i can't figure out that one's not selling like what is that that's a horrible investment that's not selling and
2: and the key no. thing is um well there's a couple of things here one Uh, When you're running a marketplace uh, to buy and sell digital real estate, there's a hell of a lot of education that needs to go into uh, helping digital asset owners know the value of what they've created. And of course, in a world of um, unicorns and hyper-fast growth startups with ludicrous valuations, people believe that the minute they've got something that they think is uh, pretty sexy, for want of a better description... Um, that it's instantly worth something. That's actually not the mm. case. But the good thing is about Flipper. What we, what you can see on the top right hand side there is how many people are yeah. looking at the listing. And oh, I love that. There's only 137 yeah. people who have looked at this listing, which uh, frankly, three watchers. Yeah, three watchers. Um, but if you compare that to, let's compare that to. So, so sexting. So, frankly, sexting finder. Yeah, sexting finder. <laughs> frankly, two watches. That's not a uh, that's not an amazing listing. But if you go and compare that to let's uh, do one right now. There's a there's a business on the site, and admittedly, it's a little expensive for uh, the average uh, user out there. But it's called um, it's a toy website. It's a it's an e-commerce website. Now let's just compare called? the uh, it's the actual listing is confidentialtoywebsite.com. You can see it from the homepage. Uh, If you scroll along the editor's choice there, you'll see it on the homepage, which is a great area for people to spend some time on, by the way, because Mm -hmm. that means one of our uh, marketing managers has spent some time analyzing the listing and giving it the thumbs up. Now, this is at 8,963 views. There's 140 watches. There's 100 ongoing discussions, and that's the difference, Right. When you see that the world is gravitating to a listing, that's your, that's your cue. That means social proof, social proof. Lots of other people have also figured out that this is a good listing. If something isn't getting any action, then it's basically not going to get any action. Mm. Sounds harsh, but that's the reality of the, uh, the world of digital real estate, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Other than the social proof factor there, what are some other ways people can tell if what they're, you know, thinking about buying is going to be like a good investment or not?
2: So one of the things I often um, tell buyers, regardless of the, the price of the asset, is you want to be working with a seller who has put the effort into the selling process itself. And so have a look at the seller's notes, which is uh, what you do is you jump on Flipper, you choose your listing, and you, you just scroll down three quarters of the way through the listing parcel of the objective detail like financials and traffic, and you'll come to seller's notes. And what you want to see is that the seller has put the effort, the effort, taken some time to talk about what is the business uh, or what is the site, what is the app, um, how does it make money, uh, what percentage of revenue is coming from X source versus Y source? Uh, when was it founded? Why did they find found it? Why did they start the business in the first place? Um, critically, why are they selling? That's why important. are they selling? Critically that. And then look at the attachment section because that's where they must disclose uh, some information. Now, of course, when you look at the attachment section, you'll start to get some indication as to whether you're dealing with um, – a a seller who has kept their business in um, a hygienic state. Now, what do I mean by a hygienic state? Um, You want to be taking over an asset where things are in order. And so that means if it is in fact earning uh, dollars and cents, you want to be able to see that there's dollars, dollars and cents being accounted for, both at the revenue line, but also the expenses line. So check out the attachments for that detail. And then of course... Um, there's nothing better than Google Analytics uh, connectivity. And, of course, this doesn't work so much for an app, but it does work for a site or a store. So check out Google Analytics because that is um, an indication of how the asset has been performing for the prior 12 months. Now, what I often say to people is um, unless you're looking for a piece of technology that does something uh, that you're unable to build uh, yourself, When you look at sites, so blogs packed by AdSense or the Amazon Associates program or e-commerce stores powered by Shopify or Big Commerce or WooCommerce, you want to be looking for at least 12 months worth of traction because that means um, you've got the history to analyze. You can see some seasonality. And so these are some of the things that I encourage people to look out for.
0: Yeah. And I want to highlight for our audience how cool of an opportunity this is. Like if you're t- if you're tied to a location right now with your job or what have you, or even if you're an entrepreneur that is tied to a location, uh, you you can change that. Like if you don't want to be tied to that location anymore yeah. and you want to be able to go yeah. wherever, anytime, live wherever. Um, this Flippa.com is just a really cool uh, way to. Um, free yourself. I think. Yeah. You know, if you if you if you don't feel like building something from scratch on the internet, uh, this is a really quick, easy way to become an internet entrepreneur. Now, I feel like, um, I mean, do you, Blake, like what? What are some? I know you talk about uh, what's his name, Johnny Chen, or or whoever. You know, like like this is this is really doable, right? It's not only doable. Um, there's it happens all the time. There's thousands,
2: tens of thousands of people doing it. Um, yeah. right now because of the flipper the world. because of flipper and and because the digital uh, real estate ecosystem is is thriving uh between our feet right now and not only that it's it's growing and not only that the investment uh, up front is limited it's it's something that lots of people can afford to buy into if you can yeah. afford a car you can afford a digital asset the difference oh, is yeah. the, the car is depreciating, and the digital asset, as long as you maintain it, is mm. appreciating. And so, so let's cool. let's talk about these returns really quickly because it's 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 super important to understand that these assets aren't that expensive, and what that means is that you're going to get a strong annual ROI on your investment. So let's say that something is earning five hundred dollars a month. So a small amount, five hundred dollars a month. But let's, let's face it, $500 a month to supplement your income or let's say you're still fantastic. at college or you don't want to go to college, then that's, that's, that's fantastic money. So that is earning $6,000 a year. Now, let's say I paid $15,000 for that asset, okay? I paid $15,000 for that asset, which is uh, just over two times. Now, let's say I continue to run it just as it was running. I don't put any effort into it. I don't make it better. I just maintain it to its current levels. Now, that's a 40% return annually, 40% return annually. So it's making 6,000, I paid 15,000, that's a 40% return on my investment. That's outstanding return. You can't get that return from a car, you can't get that return from buying a apartment and you likely can't get that return from uh, the share market. So that's the key thing, right? That you can you can spend very little amounts of money and as we say, own your future. Take control. Yeah. Be be a business owner. It's it's a viable uh, and very respected way to make an income.
0: Yeah, re- regarding the stock market, you know something that you have no control over, and something that uh, you know isn't going to, uh, you know, you're not going to get a forty percent return per year. I mean, that day that I bought Save proof for the thousand dollars, I happened to I happen to sell a few shares of square the payment processor company um you know I've, I've I've held shares for a long time and I've just been systematically like selling them off because you know I've seen a you know like a hundred percent return on investment uh, that was a, a very is a very lucky one you know that happens of course but um, I sold thirteen hundred dollars worth that day and I was like that's how I like I, I really justified it too like I was like I was like, I'm gonna, I'm taking my money from something that I have no control over to something I have complete control over. Like this, this seems like a really sound investment. I like, I love this. Um, now, the cautionary is sometimes. I mean, in in some ways, you're buying a job. Yes. Some of them really don't require much. Uh, others do require. Like I was seeing. I've seen one that was generating twelve thousand dollars per month, selling for thirty-five thousand dollars, which is just oh my god, outstanding investment. But uh, he said two to three hours per day, and I was like, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what this is. <laughs> yeah,
2: two to yeah. three hours per day. I mean, my recommendation is when somebody says that, uh, double it
0: if not triple it. Oh, uh, because they're they they know that they know the system, and they, they know, they're it. efficient. So yeah, double it. it. This episode of Growth Mindset University is sponsored by Toner. In fact, I'm recording this ad right now with a Toner Q9 microphone. It's an all-in-one solution. The Toner Q9 mic kit includes a condenser microphone, a metal shock mount, a scissor arm stand with adjustable suspension, a pop filter, a foam mic cover, and more. The cardioid condenser capsule enables the Q9 to capture pristine sound quality, and cancel noise from surroundings, perfect for people who don't have a soundproof studio. For example, I'm recording this in a very echoey room with no carpet. If I were recording this on my Blue Yeti, you would hear the sound bouncing off the walls, but since I'm recording this with my Toner Q9, it sounds like I'm in a studio-grade room. So if you're a podcaster, the Q9 Mic Kit is your best choice at only $69.99. And Toner is offering an exclusive 20% discount code for you with the code JordanParis. Capital J, capital P, no spaces. Available at JordanParis.com slash Toner. That's JordanParis.com slash T-O-N-O-R. Also available on Amazon. He said two to three hours per day. And I was like, I can't do that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I
0: don't even know what this is.
2: <laughs> yeah. Two to yeah. three hours per day. I mean, my recommendation is when somebody says that uh, double it, if not triple it. Oh, uh, because they're, they, they know that they know the system and they, they know they're it. efficient. So they yeah, double it. it. You might, you might get to that point 12 to 18 months later. Um, but yeah, you should, you should never, that's a really important thing. Um, and that's look, that's no different to taking a job. <laughs> your first, uh, your first two to six months in the job um, you're a lot slower at doing everything that your your boss may expect you to do, but over time it gets easier and you become more efficient. You become better at the role, right? And this mm-hmm. is this is no different. But you want to you want to take that into consideration. One of the most um, I guess appealing stories for me is a story of a a young lady uh, based in Chicago. Her name's uh, Stacey Caprio, and um, in your show notes I'll send around the link to her blog post because it really is quite quite nice. She talks about the fact that she bought um, four sites on, on Flipper for a total of 35700 But the key thing is that she talks about the lessons she learned. And so she talks about um, some mistakes that she made. And uh, she then goes on to talk about uh, the fact that she learned which ones of those sites, of course, uh, were going to be making her the best money and where should it, she should apply her time and then finally, it's 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 basically the greatest quote um, for this this generation for this movement toward digital real estate. And she says, um, "Forever grateful to Flipper for being the catalyst that helped me transition from being the girl at the beginning of this article, and you'll read the article, who felt trapped and chained in her cubicle in a corporate, to the girl I am now living in my dream apartment overlooking the bean." and Lake Michigan in Chicago with the freedom to set my own hours and run outside by the lake any time of the day without feeling even a little bit guilty.
0: That's great.
2: And that's, that's what we're trying to um, enable to thrive with Flipper. It's, it's, it's not about expensive um, digital real estate. It's about practical assets, which can give you an income.
0: Yeah. And it's really, it really is for everyone too, because I mean, if you can afford a car, you can afford even you know a forty thousand dollar business or thirty thousand dollar business. Um, and I do, I do believe I saw you guys offer like financing for over fifty thousand dollars. Is that correct?
2: So there's a diff- couple of different ways that financing works. One is what's called seller financing, where essentially the existing asset owner um, will uh, enable you to pay off the asset price uh, with with an, with interest rates, um, with interest payable. Uh, you can also get an SBA loan, small business administration loan, right. and, and they're relatively easy to come by as long as you've got a, a, a strong credit rating and also the, the asset um, stands up to the bank's due diligence, which, yeah. you know, as long as it's there's verified data, it often will. Um, we also will connect you to Guidant Financial as part of the sales process if you need financing, and we are working on some solutions there. Yeah. But... Um, my recommendation for a first-time buyer is almost do what you did the other night. Um, spend uh, what you can afford and start with something small. And don't think that you're going to get rich from that asset, but at least you can learn on it. Take it as an opportunity to yeah. learn. It's a lot less expensive than going to college. So um, right. take it as an opportunity to learn.
0: Yeah, no, that was like – it was it was nothing because I was looking at ones that were, you know, 15000 10000 And I was like, you know – just, just with my level level of familiarity with how this whole thing works, I really, uh, I really don't think I should pull the trigger on one of those yet. Yet, <laughs> yet, yet. Uh, keyword, you know, that's uh, that's still in the works. But um, you know, that's that's the point. You know, like super doable for anyone. Like even if you can't, you know, do the thirty five thousand or whatever, um, you know, there's thousands of listings for. Uh, a couple hundred bucks yep. uh, under a thousand, yep. three thousand, five thousand, ten, 3,000, a million dollars, you know, businesses generating $70,000 a month. Like for, it is, it really is like, there's a, there's a business for everyone on there. And I encourage everyone to check that out. Like at, at flip like I'm obsessed with that website. Even if it's, it's almost like my cars.com. Like I, I used to just go on cars.com for like fun and you know, look at stuff. Now, now, Go to (laughs) Flipper.com.
2: Yeah, so one of the things that people should do is write down on a piece of paper for only their eyes to see, what is it that they are good at? Can they sell? Can they communicate? Can they write content? Can they take photos? Can they do X, Y, Z? Write down the things that you are good at. It doesn't have to be the world's most sophisticated strength. What is it that you're good at? And then when you look at an asset, see if you can apply that. So if you're looking at a website that is generating five hundred dollars in revenue through AdSense, which means there's some great content, which means that Google is able to apply some ads to that content or those pages, and you're able to make some money. And let's say you think you can sell. Well, that's an awesome skill set because you already know you've got a content website already making money. Now you can go and sell advertising directly, or sponsorships, or anything else directly. And add to the existing revenue base. So that's that's what we call optimizing a website, right? Take it what from what it currently is and, and optimize it. Now, if you're great at writing content, well, fantastic. Go and buy a content website. If you're really great at imagery, then go and get an e-commerce website. Fix up all of the images. Make the site look better and feel better to the end consumer base, and you'll probably see greater conversion rates on your shopping cart. Yeah. So just write down what it is that you're good at and then apply that skill set to any digital asset. If it doesn't need your skill set, then mm. that's not one for you.
3: Mm.
0: Are you, What type of behavior are you seeing on Flippa in terms of like mul, mul, business, business being lifted, listed uh, multiple times, like the same business? You know, are are, are is that happening? Are people uh, literally flipping businesses a lot?
2: Yeah, it's an interesting thing. That's certainly where the name came from. But in reality, um, it's an edge case. It's it's quite rare. Now, what we know is that buyers, and buyers are sellers and sellers are buyers. So buyers do own multiple sites. And as they realize value in those sites, they then offload them. They sell them. Uh, that absolutely happens. And so that's no different to real estate. That's no different to property. Um, people hold on to assets and they move them based on leverage. Uh, sellers are buyers because what happens is they sell the asset uh, like Stacy Caprio as I mentioned before so she's bought and sold assets they sell the asset and they then they then double down they take the earnings from that and they then uh, add a little bit to it and they buy something the same asset being sold multiple times it, we see it, it does happen so um, the John Chen example was just that yeah, yeah. so he, he took blush and bar he, um, he bought that. He then um, sold that. And I believe that the current owner who's now had that for about 18 months has built it even more and is, is considering letting it go again. So there is this concept of flipping for sure, but it's an edge case. It's an edge yeah. case.
0: Okay. Why, Blake, do some... Businesses sell at a one X multiple, and why do some sell at a ten X multiple? And, and can you explain, like you can explain it way better than I can, what a multiple is? Yes, exactly,
2: absolutely. So let's let's uh, take the the latter question first. Uh, what is the multiple? The multiple is a calculation of the net profit profit or SDE. Um, relative to the asking price. So if I am making $6,000 and if I'm pricing that asset for $12,000, that is a two times net profit multiple. But (laughs) there's some nuances. So when you look at net profit, what that typically represents is SDE, Seller Discretionary Earnings. And what Seller Discretionary Earnings are is an extrapolation of the data adjusted for addbacks, and an addback is something that the new owner won't be taking on board, and therefore doesn't factor into their calculation. An example of that would be: uh, let's say that um, we're selling Flipper, and let's say that oh yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> James and, and, and I are going to buy that from you, and let's say that I. Uh, I use uh, Uber to get to all of my meetings, okay? Um, that That is not a cost that the new owner would expect to oh. absorb ongoing. So when I look at the travel line in my profit and loss statement, um, we zero it out, we add it back. And so it's no longer part of the expense line, it therefore impacts net profit, and then finally that is termed SDE. Similarly, let's say I was paying myself a ridiculous amount of money, which isn't the case. <laughs> but let's say I was paying myself a ridiculous amount of money the the, the the it's it's reasonable to add back a percentage of of my salary because it's unlikely that the new owner would absorb a salary of that that amount uh, same for a one-time design expense or same for a one-time development expense so that's that's yeah, that's net profit then why does something sell? Uh, for two times, and something else sell for ten times. Yeah, the the short answer is has potential? it realised its potential?
0: Ah, so proud of myself, I was
2: right. Let's talk about an example. There was an asset on Flipper that was called Water Marquee, W A T E R Water Marquee, and Water Marquee enabled photographers, I imagine typically wedding photographers or something like that, to watermark the imagery so that they could send it to a prospective client while the client assessed it uh, before purchase, uh, they would protect the ownership of it with a watermark. Now, it was really simple. You'd upload 100 images and you'd receive 100 images back and they'd be watermarked. Okay, simple stuff. Now, the site didn't look very good So it didn't present Mm. very well. It didn't have a great deal of content around it, so it wasn't SEOing that well. But it did have quite a strong recurring customer base. The interesting thing about it was they weren't charging a recurring fee. It was a one-time, one-time, if I remember correctly, it was $9. So I would pay $9. Now, if he has a strong repeat user base and he has some good organic traction... Why is that individual not charging a recurring fee for that particular technology? Why is that person not writing lots of content about the benefit of watermarking images so that they can benefit from keyword search? Why have they not redesigned it so when you approach that website for the very first time, it, it stares at you in the face as something very professional with a great piece of, great piece of technology that you can uh, seamlessly use to run your wedding photography business? So there were lots of things that buyers recognized that it wasn't doing. And so it sold for, um, if I remember correctly, something like 8.5 times. And it sold specifically because people had recognized that it hadn't realized its potential. And with a small number of tweaks, you could get a very, very, um, you could get a lot better return from the existing user base. And that's what the buyers felt about that listing and that's why you saw it fly up to something like an eight and a half times multiple.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, as I, I'm thinking now of like my uh my plan with Save Proof. Like just the potential here is is I, I'm I'm shocked I you know I got that for even even for a thousand dollars, like I thought it was a great deal because like I, you know, I've wanted to be a SaaS founder and I, you know, actually got quoted on something that I wanted to build, uh, maybe two months ago or a a month ago. Uh, yeah, it was two, and um, pretty simple tool, not unlike uh, Proof, the social proof notification tool. And they quoted me twenty five thousand dollars, and I was like, number. So, so the fact that this is already built. Um, like that's worth so much. The site is beautiful. Everything's like set up. Um, All I got to do is like change the payment gateways. Mm. like, like just like, I was like, this is a steal. The potential is, is pretty great with this. I thought it should have been selling for um, a lot more, frankly. Yeah. 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 Well, one of the challenges is when you buy
2: something which uh, hasn't, Uh, been commercialized as yet, so it's not deriving any revenue. What you're looking at it for is absolutely just that. It's potential and opportunity. And then it's really um, in the eye of the beholder. it's, It's less about its performance, obviously, and it's more about you, Jordan. What do you think about the asset and your ability to take it from something that is essentially nothing to something which is earning money? Now, the critical point is, though, very few people in the world can build that asset for the price you paid it paid for it. And so that's thousand right. $1,008 or whatever it was that you paid for it. That's why you consider that a bargain because you know, and I'm not sure this is the case, but you know that you can't personally build that application. And so to be able to buy that from an expert who's been able to build that application with their, you know, blindfolded with their hands tied behind their back that's a bargain for you that's a steal for you but mm-hmm. for them it's also a good price because they've been able to realize value in something they create pretty easily
0: yeah i'm just thinking about the leverage that that i personally can you know have with with this and you know anyone can do you know by buying a business on Flippa. like say you know i've got this business thousand dollar investment and um you know say i got a hundred paying customers and so i'm generating twenty nine hundred dollars per month let's say three thousand dollars per month to make the mass friendly. And so $36,000 per year, I could sell this business for like 30,000 bucks, leverage, sell it and then make that the down payment on um another like a property. Yeah. An investment property. And so now I'm getting the appreciation on 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 like uh um like 200,000, dollars of value, $300,000 of value. You know, like just I I I'm very excited. It can be I'm a savings excitedly. plan, Jordan. That's the key. Yeah. There was a there was a great gentleman. He um, he
2: was where was he? I think he was in upstate New York, and he was uh, he was going to do an MBA at Columbia University. So you know, good on him, good on him. But he had owned a um, a website called Theater Nerds, and uh, he was uh, I believe he was an off Broadway actor, or at least he was interested in um, acting and theater, and he had run this for uh, whatever it was, three to three to five years, and he sold it to put himself through university. So you just said mm. before, you can sell that asset and you can put a down payment on a home. Great. Some people can sell an asset and they can go to college. Great. Some people can sell an asset and their retirement is now a little bit friendly, more friendly to them. Uh, some people can sell an asset and help their friends and family if they need to, right? The key, the key thing is get in the game because digital real estate is a relatively new phenomenon still. People have been building websites for for a long time, obviously, but it's not ubiquitous yet. It's not as common as buying a car. So your values are not as aggressive as buying a car, and that's the key thing.
0: I really challenge our audience today to even, you know, you don't want to buy a $30,000 business, that's fine. Um, especially today if you're new to Flippa. Yes. Like I really do challenge you though to set aside some play money under $1,000 and just buy something on there for the learning experience. I think it would be a really worthwhile investment even if the monetary return on that particular investment is zero. I think it's a really great thing to do. And I love people uh, trying this out for the first
2: time. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy to share my personal details. If anyone's looking at an asset and they just want to know my personal opinion on it, just flick me a direct note and I'll, I'll quickly respond with, yeah, that's a good one or that's not a good one for these reasons and happy to coach people along the journey.
0: Awesome. Um, I have I have a few more questions that I was curious about. Um, I couldn't see if you were the founder of Flippa, uh were, are you or, or not I, you're the ceo so you're not okay you're shaking your head no um how did you become the ceo
2: yeah great great question so um first of all the the co-founders of flipper are the same co-founders as 99designs so 99designs oh. is the marketplace where you can create a logo or a brand or a full website design and it's a crowdsourced design platform right
0: Man, they, they they really create great marketplaces. Yeah, their mm.
2: marketplaces, they're marketplaces um, there. One of them is also this, a co-founder of Hired, H-I-R-E-D. And Hired is, is the platform where um, talent can list themselves for availability. So it's a recruiting
0: platform. It's reverse. reverse. I'm platform. actually interested in that my, personally. What's that called? Is it hire, just Hired.com? Yeah,
2: Hired.com. Okay, um, cool. Quite a big
0: name these days in the recruiting space. So these guys are prolific
2: marketplace entrepreneurs. Um, and they are very, very good at um, zero to one. In fact, that's quite disrespectful. They're very, very good at zero to five. Uh, but the, um, the key thing is that, you know, they are prolific entrepreneurs. And so uh, they uh, knocked on my door when I was running a business called Luxury Escapes. And Luxury Escapes was a, an online travel platform uh, to buy discount, discounted luxury holidays around the world. Um, and we were, we, we, we were able to scale that very, very quickly. We, we took that to $250 million in, in total transaction value in, in just five years. Um, all organically grown, bootstrapped, um, no outside capital. And so similar situation, I was running that for the founder. And so I have experience working with founders. Um, in fact, my entire career has almost been spent working with founders And so they wanted someone who could take Flipper to the next level, Um, but somebody who understood, um, you know, how founders work, what founders expect out of fast growth businesses.
3: We as humans adapt our behavior to what others are doing. Why? Because if others are doing it, well, then it must be good, right? It's why we like to see a large number of reviews for a book we are considering buying on Amazon why we want to see how many ratings a podcast has on Apple, why we don't go to a restaurant if we see that it has less than three stars on Google, and why we sort YouTube videos by most viewed. You see, social proof is why we do what we do, and that's why this episode is sponsored by Save Proof, the social proof notification tool that increases conversions on your website by showing your visitors who's already purchased from you. If you sell anything on the internet, you need to be using SaveProof. Visit saveproof.com forward slash podcast to install SaveProof on your website for free. That's saveproof.com forward slash podcast.
2: And so they wanted someone who could take Flipper to the next level, um, but somebody who understood um, you know, how founders work, what founders expect out of fast growth businesses. Um, their expectations around the hustle, uh, these types of things, and and ultimately, I had also uh, tried to sell my own asset on Flipper uh, some seven to eight years ago now. So I was familiar with the site. I, I respect what Flipper's trying to become, which is you know ultimately um, the the single source to buy and sell digital real estate worldwide, supporting creators and makers and their passions. And uh, I, I fell in love with that vision, and uh, so that's how I got to know those guys. They simply knocked on my door, and we got to know each other over a you know six month period of time.
0: Nice. Now I, I'm thinking about. So I run a podcast production agency. That's what I've been doing for over a year now, and. That's how I make my money, and that's great. I love I love doing that. Like I love podcasts. I just do podcasts all day, or yeah. like do them myself. Um, help podcasters. You know, I have a team of people helping helping other people make podcasts and make money from podcasts. Like it's fun. Yeah. Now I I now I'm not looking to sell that business, but I am. At, there is I I did see I think an agency tab on Flippa, but I imagine that that's not. The ideal use of Flippa to sell or buy an agency because you're you're really with an agency. Um, it, let me tell you, if you're not familiar with how much work it is, uh, it, it's a lot. There's a lot of fulfillment there, um, so you would be buying a job. I, am, I imagine that's not too popular on there.
2: Yeah, look, people do sell agencies. They're more often they're not social media or SEO um, or content versus um, say a podcast or or say a. Uh, full-blown digital agency and that's for a few reasons one let's take a podcast Um, it's typically very tied to the podcast owner's own personality their own wisdom um, their own energy uh, and users fall in love with that podcast broadcaster or, or, or producer or owner um, and so, it's difficult to sell a podcast. It's not that there's not value. Of course, there is. It's that people don't recognize that they could take it over successfully. Well,
0: not, not selling a podcast, but like, so the pod, the, the podcast the agency, production agency gotta, that manages the podcast. Yeah, I yeah.
2: think that you'd have to get to a, um, a very significant scale for somebody to see that as something that they could safely take over and continue to leverage. Right. If it's small and you've only got a few clients um, or, you know, small and lots of clients but no certainty and repeat uh, revenue base, you know, no guarantees that those clients would stay with you, then really what someone's buying into is your client base and they would need to go through a very strict due diligence understanding to, to, to assess whether that client base would stick around.
0: Okay. Gotcha. I think, Blake, I'm looking down here in my notes, I think you've answered all of my questions. So again, flippa.com. I challenge you to, uh, to go buy something cheap. I mean, it's, it's an exciting thing. Go to flippa.com, uh, Blake Hutchison on LinkedIn. You can find him there, connect with them there. Uh, Blake, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for, um, for answering my questions. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it's a lot of fun. I thank you. I appreciate you.
2: Thank you, Jordan. Thank you very much for uh for the opportunity and um yeah, please check us out. It's uh it's fun. It's it's a growing space and, and people um should get into digital real
0: estate. Yeah. So my final question, Blake, is if you could teach a course at a university, a course of your creation or otherwise, what would it be?
2: That's a great question. I would probably teach a course in negotiation.
0: Mm, I like it. I'm looking for more resources on that too. I've read uh, Chris Voss's book on it, but I I would love to take your
2: class. It's an incredible skill if you can develop that skill, um, and it's very powerful. And it's it's not for a one time. um, It's not a one time skill. You use it all your life, and that's why I would probably teach a course in negotiation.
0: Blake Hutchison, you're the man. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jordan. Take care.
1: We've reached the end of this episode of Growth Mindset University. For more keys to success and methods to inspire your entrepreneurial spirit, head to jordanparis.com course and enroll in our free course to elevate your podcast to the next level. Be sure to pass the show along to someone you know who will benefit from the lessons learned in each episode and we'll catch you and them on the next episode of Growth Mindset University.